Thanks for being with us on this Tuesday afternoon. Well, you've been hearing about the outbreak at the Mission Institution, and we are expecting an update on that this afternoon as well. Guards are calling for inmates to wear more masks and for a freeze on all staff movement as the outbreak break at that prison grows. So now we are joined by Sav Baines, Regional Director for Health Services for Correctional Services Canada. Thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you so much for having me. I know that there have been some concerns raised about prison workers, the safety of prison workers, uh, given the COVID-19 pandemic. What is the biggest danger you see right now uh, facing federal prison workers? Um, so right now, of course, we are very concerned for those that have uh, tested positive, uh, whether that be staff or uh, the ME population. Uh, we've taken the appropriate measures to um, ensure that the spread uh, does not go any further. Uh, currently, we do have enhanced cleaning taking place. We have uh, parameters about doing active screenings at our uh, front gates, uh, and we continue to work with the ME populations to make sure that they're medically isolated and um, and uh, in monitoring their health. Um, um, for our staff, uh, we've provided the, the personal protective equipment for them, um, and we're going through extensive training to ensure that they are uh, using it appropriately. Um, but our thoughts are with uh, those that have been um, uh, diagnosed as positive uh, uh, COVID, um, but we continue to take the, the necessary steps to working with the local health authorities to make sure that preventative measures are in place. Is there enough equipment for the workers and for those that are being housed in the prisons to make sure there isn't? Is there enough for everybody? Uh, currently, there is uh, no shortage of supply. Um, like the global community, we continue to work with supply chains to ensure that uh, protective equipment uh, is available. Um, and we provided uh, the protective equipment to not only staff, but the Amy Mission Institution. Um, and we continue to procure more and more. Um, but uh, we, having, uh, we are having success in, uh, in uh, ensuring that our supplies are well and, uh, and we can provide this equipment as required. Uh, So with the number of inmates, and I believe it's six corrections officers at the Mission Institution that have already tested positive, was that because there wasn't enough equipment or, or the protocols weren't in place to begin with as far as trying to stop this virus from spreading? So the onset of uh, symptoms is what we work with, and the, the moment we um, detected uh, uh, symptoms, uh, we took the necessary steps of medically isolating the inmates, uh, working with an ex- exhaustive tracing process, uh, which entails working with uh, staff, inmates, um, identifying close contacts, and making sure that those that are experiencing any symptoms whatsoever are not uh, reporting to work. Um, in addition to that, we're making contact with anybody that uh, would have been in close contact um, and working for that dialogue to to ensure that uh, if they need to get tested, they are, um, or they go into isolation, or if they're asymptomatic, monitoring them on a daily basis. Uh, And is there any concern then with the corrections officers uh, testing positive or going into isolation? Is there a shortage of staff? Uh, right now, uh, of course, the principles of having staff that only work at mission institution, rather be healthcare or correctional staff, uh, should be reporting to work. Um, obviously, we have a central framework that we are uh, um, uh, have to use to provide the, the services that we do at an institution. Um, and uh, right now, uh, we are working at our regional perspective to make sure that we have staff uh, in place. Uh, but of course, we've taken the necessary steps uh, based upon the guidance of the Public Health Agency of Canada 
Canada to reducing the footprint at mission institutions and all across of all of our institutions across the country uh, to, sure, to ensure that only essential workers are reporting to work. Um, and obviously, uh, when we do have staff shortages, we look at uh, other avenues uh, of offering overtime. Um, and as a last, last, last resort, we might ask another institution to provide uh, staff. However, we, uh, of course, provide them with their personal protective equipment uh, while on site. Right, because it was my understanding that much like in long-term care facilities where the province has now said uh, that workers should work at one facility only and not move around, and I get that's provincial, but on a federal level, uh, from what I understand, uh, the union as well has been saying, has been calling on management to put a stop to the movement of any staff between institutions to try and stop this. Yeah, so the principle of only working at one site absolutely applies to CSE as well. Uh, we've worked with them on those parameters, um, and w- uh, of course, uh, w- that is our focus. However, there are times when essential services uh, are, are required to be delivered uh, as an operation that operates 24-7. Um, and uh, as a last resort, we might ask uh, another staff member from another site to report in order to maintain the service delivery. However, the principles of one staff working at one institution are, are very much our focus, uh, and we continue to pursue that as long as we have the staff. To, to conduct the essential services at every institution. So that direction has gone very clearly to our management teams, and that's the framework that we're working with as well. And is it protocol now that all inmates also wear masks? At Mission Institution, that is the, the, the protocol. We've uh, provided uh, the masks uh, not only to the inmates, but to, of course, uh, the protective commit to our uh, staff as well. And so is it even if an inmate is in the cell, it's not if you're, you're in contact with a, with a corrections officer, is it all the time inmates even in their cells must wear them? So right now, what we're asking the uh, staff, obviously, and inmates to do is that when they not when they cannot maintain um, the 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 parameters of social distancing, they have to be wearing their masks. Um, the inmates are currently medically isolated in their cells, but they are coming out for uh, showers and making calls to their families as well, because uh, obviously we want that to, uh, that uh, dialogue to take place with their families. Families are very concerned at this time, and we want to make sure that uh, this. Contact there, but to the parameters of anybody that is in close contact with each other, they have to be wearing PPE, uh, the pre- pre- preventive uh, protection equipment, um, and making sure that social distancing uh, parameters are uh, maintained. Because how challenging it is it in a prison environment when you do have staff and inmates that that would inevitably be closer than the two meters, whether it's at mealtime or or other times, like you said, when inmates are going to use the phone. It's got to be pretty challenging. Um, it, of course, the correctional environment, uh, the, the, the principles that uh, we see in the community are catered to a correctional environment. Uh, however, those, uh, those principles uh, are what we work with as well. The local health authorities guide us, um, and the, uh, the Public Health Agency of uh, Canada guides us in, in implementing those uh, directions that we've seen for the larger community into a correctional environment. Um, and the key is that the close contact would be the two meters, um, as well as uh, uh, if uh, that, those two meter contact was um, uh, above the 15 minutes that we would expect, as defined by what a close contact would be. It's a challenge, uh, but however, we've put in place um, parameters about, uh, of course, reducing the footprint, uh, which allows for greater social distancing. We've na- taken the measures to ensure that staff um, are separated uh, and 
working in zoned environments. Um, and of course, the inmate population, we've uh, uh, consulted with the inmate and wellness committees to get that message out. Uh, we've given um, various directions about social distancing. And even though um, the correctional environment uh, and infrastructure uh, is a challenge, we continue to use social distancing as best as possible. And that's where the preventive equipment plays a huge part in making sure that that's being utilized uh, if at any time the social distancing cannot be maintained. And has there been any uh, update on temporary release or early release of some of the inmates? Um, absolutely. That dialogue uh, continues. Um, of course, the Correctional Service Canada is taking that uh, uh, um, uh, initiative through a very compassionate lens to identify in our institutions uh, and looking at po- population profiles of inmates to look at those that are medically compromised, that are vulnerable. Um, through that lens, we've developed uh, uh, a mechanism to track. Um, of course, we have to work with the Board of Canada's decision maker uh, to looking at the framework of a release. Um, and we continue to dialogue with our community partners because individuals uh, may be released out to the community and we need to make sure that they're safe. And of course, um, that, uh, that uh, process is still ongoing. Once that dialogue completes and the framework is set up, we will be moving towards that as well.